Oh, I cold open. Here we go. Are we doing cold open? All right, let's try it. Hey, cold opening. Hey, everybody, it's, it's another show of uh, Off Our Game. Welcome very much. you got a cold opening today. Nothing scripted. You are welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. So show number 31. Uh, if this is your first time, I ask that you stick around for a good solid eh, 10, 15 minutes. You know, let the personalities come out. And uh, if you don't like it by then, I just say keep listening and share it anyway. Uh, my name is Brandon Sosa. I am the co-captain of this team. And as always, the real voices that everybody comes to hear is Carrie Mullins, John Hamilton, and babyface Brian Cook. Everybody, what's going on? Fire Jackie. What's happening? Already. Golly. Just Man. can we get that bell ready, John? In? I need well, no. Get that bell ready. Yeah. yeah. Cold open. Fire yeah. Jackie's for me. Fire I, mean, I think I feel like that when we do our shows that the hate should build up. You know, it's like a it's like a movie, right? You get to yeah. a point and then it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it comes back down. I'm you calm. Know, you're not you're not giving the fans anything. I haven't to. I haven't raised my voice yet. I believe I'm building fire jackets. Oh. <laughs> Last time was this Cobra Kai thing that you were pushing forever. Yeah. You know, let's not so. bring that up. <laughs> well, you you already got one recruit in that. It's a great you series. Do. It's a great show. I'm not I'm not going to talk about it. How many people, I wonder how people listen to the show that like, I want to watch Cobra Kai because Brian Cook said it like 15 times. Oh, they, the they probably don't want to watch it because of what <laughs> last week. <laughs> Too that's, much. What you, that's what you said. And you started watching it. Oh, that's <sighs> true. Regrettably. <laughs> Pro- propaganda 101, you know? Uh, goodness, goodness. <laughs> that's, like, that's like Carrie with his Browns. You know, he got us all. Yeah, he did. Over. Oh, I yeah, know. I so much brainwashing going on in this show. Got us all on the Browns, and then he bailed. I paid him for that one. And, and he yeah. lost. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's I get. Awesome. Yeah. So listeners, pay attention. If you you know start getting brainwashed, you've probably been on the show too long. So there you go. So how y'all been, guys? What's going on? I haven't talked to y'all in a few days. I know we text each other and everything all the time, but I haven't talked to y'all in a while. What's going on? Well, I see that the rest of the state of Texas got to enjoy some lovely snow. Yes, we did. Yeah, here, in, uh, here in Houston, the uh, here in Houston, Texas, we didn't get to enjoy any snow because the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans was so hot it melted all the snow. <laughs> wow! Wow! Man, you got a lot of rain and slush. <laughs> you like yeah. tie it all in together, yeah. you know? Yep. And, you did a really good job yeah, there. Yeah, fire Jackie Street. <laughs> Golly. I mean, we're going to talk about the NFL, Cook. I promise you, we're going to talk about it. You can, you can build it all up till then, you know? Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed your snow. Yeah. We it did. was great. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We hadn't had that much snow in that short of time in a long time. Yeah. We didn't get any snow. Yeah. Just since 2017. I didn't realize that we got more snow in 2017 than we did uh, yesterday, Sunday or whatever. I thought really? it really, yeah. I thought it snowed more. On Sunday, that it did 2017. Yeah, uh, the crap. KBTX. All the pictures I kept seeing on Sunday was like the snow apocalypse had happened. Man, y'all got like six, seven inches of snow. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, according to KBTX, now I don't know. According to KBTX, uh, I think we got four and a half inches of snow on Sunday, and in 2017 it was six, I believe, and then sometime 1939 it was like six and a half. So wow. So that's yeah, KBTX reports. I don't know. We didn't have any road issues though on the 2017 one. No, we didn't though. No, but also that this that, time we did. Remember that next that same that next day though. I mean, it was like hot. Yeah. Like, it was melting the ice, mm-hmm. and this time it wasn't that way. So yeah, they're still 
quite a bit of it on the ground around here. I know. It's going to stick around for a third day. I'm really yeah, impressed. My backyard still got some. Yeah. I think you even said that we had a possibility of maybe a couple of flurries tonight. No way. Nothing, nothing, you know, extravagant or anything, but possibly just a few little flurries. Well, I'll tell you what, the bridges were iced this morning. I, I, yes. when I The way I go to work, there's one overpass I have to go over, and somebody spun out. And even when I went over it, I, you could tell there was ice on the road. So, yeah, I saw a truck crashed uh, on the side on a bridge this morning as well. Might have been the same bridge. I don't know. Over yeah. uh, Welburn? Oh, yeah? Yeah, you had all that uh, freezing of the of the meltage yesterday. A little slushy, huh? It was very slushy, uh, yeah, the last few days. Hey, you know you know what we had here in uh, Houston? What? What? We, we had about 14, 15 trucks and cars on the side of the road on 45, but it wasn't from snow. It was because someone threw a bag of nails out the window. Wow. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, someone threw a whole bag of nails out the window and, like, busted out tires on, like, 20 vehicles. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, speaking of the snow, speaking of the snow, okay, that Sunday I had to, I had to drive back home, right? I went to my hometown – uh, yeah. for my grandpa's memorial, and then I came back, right? So I took all the major roads. I took I-20 to I-35, and then I was going to take Highway 6 to from Waco to, to College Station, right? And I-20 was great. 35 wasn't too bad, but 6 was terrible. And the heaviest snow by far was between Waco and College Station. Out of all that I drove through, the heaviest snow was between Waco and College Station. Wow. It was quite yep. impressive. We got dumped on. So... Yeah, I'm no, sure was, our uh, northern listeners are like, wait, it snowed for one day and it only was three inches? What are they complaining yeah. about? <laughs> in Texas, when it snows, everything shuts down and it we does. crash on the side of the road. Yeah. We don't know what to do. <laughs> we don't. Especially, especially this far south. Now, north Texas, those guys up there, like I said, yeah. I-20 was clean. They prepped everything. Everything yeah. was nice. 35 wasn't bad. But, man, over here, I was just like, man, the roads were terrible. Before y'all yeah, call us out as punks, I want to see y'all surviving 110 degrees because we can do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In the humidity, too. With That's humidity. Right. With That's humidity. not the heat index. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 110 so, in the shade. So take that, <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, you know, don't lose our, our few listeners we've got. Oh, my bad. Okay. okay. That's all right. We're just talking yeah. about the real 12th man in AM. Oh, that's right. That I will go with that. The real 12th man is down here. I so. said that in my inter- I said that in my interview in Seattle. They all uh, looked at me like, "Oh, this guy's got some balls." Okay, they just scratched your name <laughs> off the list. Actually, <laughs> actually, they, uh, they I was offered that job. Oh, maybe because you were ballsy. Yeah, maybe that was the one I was leaving. Like, was actually, moving. we're going to get him to move up here, and then we're going to fire him. Oh, that's right. God, that one, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, your twelfth man comment yeah. hit the door, bro. Yeah, man they down. fire, you, think they about fire that? you on the twelfth day. <laughs> they go here take that asshole that on you. It's on you. <laughs> uh, shoot well what else is going on before we jump into a few things john are you good what's going on you i'm good i you good yesterday uh i took the day off they gave us a partial but i just took the whole day because of the snow yeah. i had a delayed opening again today so uh that's no, been great that's good Long weekend. It is long weekend. Then we're well, off again next Monday, so it's great. It is. So, what about you, Mullis? Anything good? Yeah, you, were, deli- you were delivering dogs, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, because you know the kennel is is closed this week. Um, so t- 
to help people get their dogs. So we only had like four dogs left and about typically on a Sunday, we don't open until three, but about one o'clock we were saying, you know, this snow has gotten really heavy and it's starting to accumulate on the roads. We better get down there. So we opened up early and started calling people. Um, and then there were a couple of people, one person wasn't in town yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just drop his and, dog off at their house? Actually, yes, house. we did. Yeah. He had had somebody meet us there and then we dropped it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were just like put a stake in the ground, tied into it, said, all right, here you go. I'm no. out. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we just pushed it out while we were driving by. And, wow. Good luck. Uh, no, and then another person, and I met him about halfway, so. Yeah. Well, for our, you know, for anybody that's ready to listen to the show, I just want you all to know this is not a regular thing that Mullins does. He doesn't deliver dogs no. every Sunday. Because so, so, I have a, a big four-wheel drive truck. And why was the, no why is the kennel closed this week? We do it at every every January just because January is so slow. Oh, okay. And so just to kind of give everybody a break. Nice. So it's like a vacation. So Sweet. She lives on vacation, I'm on, and I went ahead and took off too, so we're both off this week. Nice. You were on vacation for two months in Norway. You didn't do anything. <laughs> no, sir. I was working. No, you weren't. Yeah. I was yeah. doing 12-hour days, seven days. I was days working. 12-hour yeah, days, seven days a week. Doing what? Computer stuff. Yeah, so that means you're just sitting down. <laughs> That's not no, working. No. I was, I was running all over the shit. Working, watching movies. Mm-hmm. I might have yeah. watched a little bit. <laughs> sure. Maybe the whole, uh, the whole what was it? Six seasons of. Uh, yeah, that's not working. That show. If you did six seasons of anything, that's not working. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care okay, if so you're not busy shows. for the well i mean you also have 12 hours off so you got to do something mm-hmm. sorry yeah. justified that was the name I of that show the, uh, i watched the entire seven seasons of the west wing so i didn't do a whole lot either bums see bums how much have you watched at cobra kai like four episodes five four or five and they're, they're, they're 30 minute episodes yeah they're not very long what does that That's mean? How, what, 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 that, that doesn't justify anything. Six seasons is still a lot of time. I mean, if you have 10, 12 episodes, oh, no, no. you know, a 30 minutes long, it's still stuff. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, justify that mess. I don't know. I just spent three, three and a half hours going through six seasons. I don't know. I watched all, anyway. season, I watched all season three in one day. So, oh gosh. Yeah, see, so. there you go. Well, let, let me tell you how our first uh, show's media credentials went. It was freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was cold as could be. I was going to say, uh, it, I was say really cold. Cold. <laughs> it was really cold. It was cold. It was cold. But, man, it was a blast. That game was so freaking good. I kept texting you guys, but it didn't yeah. justify at all how good that game really was. You had two teams – one running spread and one running a slot wingback formation. And they put up 60 points each. And it was good. It was really, really good. So that hopefully that's the, game. that's the first of many uh, media credentials going forward in this show. But, hey, I had to mention it. It was a blast. Being on the sideline is really, really cool. Okay, I don't know what it would be like to be in a press box. But just being on the sideline was really, really cool. And uh, y'all – it seemed like that game had everything. When you were sending out the text, it was like onside kick, going for two, uh, fumble, interception. It was like everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It First was. Like a block punt. 
Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, stretcher. He had, that guy, that kid had surgery. They updated it on Twitter the other day. The next day, he had surgery that night. What did you? What did you break? Uh the way it was a lower leg injury. I couldn't quite tell. Uh so I, I, I assume no, he wasn't Alex Smith. No, Ooh. uh, it it looked like uh, it looked like at first it was a really bad uh, like a high ankle sprain, uh, because he did try to get up, but then he just fell back to the ground, and so oh. I assume he Dak Prescott with the with the ankle. I don't know. I don't, it didn't look that way, but I mean, but he had surgery, so it must have been significant. Yeah, it was something good. I don't know. They didn't ever. They didn't say that much. He just said he had surgery the next day. That sucks. But uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. I mean, because uh, the the game was thirty five thirty one and a half, right? And then uh, uh, Crosby Crosby did the onside kick. I mean, it was beautifully executed onside kick that they did that second half. Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, so the people I met on the sideline too, it's great. It really is. So I talked to the Max Preps guy, Cook uh, Cook Mullins. It was really good. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. So that leads that me. Be. Go ahead. I was gonna say that could be a fun job, like because what was he like covering the game for them, like all over, like pictures and everything, and right. He was just he was just taking pictures. I don't know if he was doing the write up or not, but he was taking yeah. pictures. There was a guy from Vibe. But there was guys from Texags. Uh, I met those guys. I talked to the Max Preps guy j- just briefly. Um, but there was just so much going on, and the game the, the game was just so exciting. <clears throat> I mean, damn it, 120 something points scored in it. That's a lot of points in a game. Yeah. yeah. So I wish we were covering the game the next day, too. If I didn't have to go, I wish I could have co- covered the next game down in Katy because that Austin Westlake and North Shore game was really, yes. really good. That was a yeah. really good game. So, anyway, that, so that leads me into the link I sent you guys, which is the Max Preps Mount Rushmore link. And I didn't know what y'all thought about this, but it was quite impressive. So it's ranked by states. Obviously, each state gets their Mount Rushmore. And the state that topped it was Mississippi. So I don't say we go through all of this, but the top yeah. 10, it was quite interesting. I think Mississippi's a surprise until you look at who the players are. Yeah. But if, if you were just to say name, you would probably go Texas, Florida, or California. Yes. I don't think you would go immediately to Mississippi. And that's what I was expecting. I was expecting Texas. I was expecting uh, fourth states. I was thinking Texas, Ohio, California, and Florida. That's what I was expecting at the top. Right. And Mississippi be. topped it. It should be. I think uh, them putting Texas as low as they did is is wrong because they've got one player not on there that definitely should be on there. Ooh, tell me. Tell me. Earl Campbell. The Tyler oh, Rose. Oh, I didn't even think about Tyler Earl Campbell, good pick. And he's the in the person, high school Hall of Fame. He's in the college Hall of Fame, and he's in the pro Hall of Fame. How are you not going to put him on that list? Well, you also knew that. I, I didn't think about him, but I thought about Eric Dickerson. Why is Eric Dickerson missed off of that Texas yeah. rush board? My silly uh, boy. I know. That's and the Texas born. list will probably improve because I know the criteria was that you had to be in the kind of Hall of Fame or running for. Yeah. Because, I mean, we got – Drew Brees was on the list, but then, like, coming up, Patrick Mahomes, Mayfield, Murray, Tannehill, Derek Carr even went to high school in Texas for two years. Yeah. Miles Garrett. What about Colin yeah. Murray? Vaughn Miller. Uh, yeah. Vaughn Murray. Matthew Stafford. Murray. Like all these guys are, are coming down the pipe. Yeah. Isn't that right? I mean, he never lost a game in high school, did he? Who's that? Colin Murray. Murray. Yeah, no, he, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah, he was undefeated. undefeated. Four so. straight championships. Yeah. But yep. they don't look at him because they're, they're still too fresh in the NFL. That They don't get the yeah. points. Yeah. I was what? just shocked that Earl Campbell wasn't on there. That's yeah, that's just that crazy. Blows me away. Yeah, I mean, Eric Dickerson both—they're both in the Hall of Fame. Why are they not on there? Yeah, yeah. 
So, okay, I want to talk about number five really fast, Louisiana. I thought this group was much better than the number one squad. I, I mean, you got Marshall, Marshall Falk, Peyton Manning, Ed Reed, and Reggie Wayne. I mean, that's pretty stout stuff. Yeah, that's a solid grouping. Pretty tough, man. But would you so. put that over? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Walter Payton. Or Payton Rice and Allworth. That's a tough one. I mean, you have two of, the greatest, two of the greatest players of all time in that Mississippi team. I mean, mm-hmm. really. I mean, Walter Payton and Jerry Rice are clearly two of the what, top five players of all time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, I mean, that, that Louisiana team is solid. I mean, come on. Marshall Falk, Peyton Manning, Ed Reed, probably the, if not one of the greatest safeties of all time. I mean, come on. I'm kind of surprised Terry Bradshaw is not on that list, too. I mean, Louisiana. You're right. But I think probably, I guess Peyton Manning's stats, I guess, overcome that over Bradshaw's four Super Bowls. I don't four know. Four Super Bowls, yeah. Two back to backs. So, yeah, some know, of those I lists I noticed on the Florida one, too. Like, I was going to uh, say Florida's pretty stacked. Like, they didn't, Michael Irvin wasn't on there. Like, yeah. He, some of these lists could be a little contested, I think. Easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So, and Florida's good, too. I mean, Derek Brooks, Ray Lewis, Deion Sanders, Emmitt Smith. I'm like, whoa. I mean, come on. I mean, where would you put Ray Lewis in the all-time middle, lam- middle linebacker category? Oh, yeah. Where would He'd you throw him? there for sure. Top two or three, I'd say. Oh, I'd yeah. Say top three or four, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just found this list fascinating. I could not, let, I could not keep my eyes off of it um, because it was so, so good. And, hey, you can make an argument for number two. Tom Brady, Tony Gonzalez, Ronnie Lotz. And Anthony Munoz. Anthony Munoz, one of the greatest left tackles of all time. I mm-hmm. mean, so it was oh, yeah. really, really good. Um, so, and I didn't realize yeah. Joe Montana was from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, I was surprised by that, that either. And then it outranked Texas. I was quite surprised by that. So, uh, out of all the states, <laughs> it was Mississippi and uh, Pennsylvania that surprised me with the talent. So, yeah, it's a very interesting list. Good, yeah. good find. It was a good find. So yeah, let me down a little rabbit hole. So, but let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. How I don't we right? College football. Oh man, last night was the championship game of the college football playoff. In my opinion, it was not much of a game after the second quarter going into halftime. Man, the Crimson Tide uh, rolled the Buckeyes of Ohio State, fifty-two to twenty-four. Gentlemen, open mic. Give me your takeaways. It was beautiful. That score seems awful familiar. Does it? Yeah. I think I've seen it before. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. score seems to have come up, especially against that Alabama team. And yeah. It's going to be used to some sort of criteria to not even get in. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Alabama is hard to beat and play against. <laughs> You're going to look foolish against <laughs> And, man, it must be tough if you play against Alabama when they have all their horses on the field playing. Yeah. Ooh. And early in the season. Hmm. Mm. That's interesting. Maybe it was maybe it was it, Ohio. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it, it was game two of the season also. Maybe it was really early in the season as well. You know, you yeah. hadn't reached your point yet. Yeah. So interesting. Maybe the Ohio State got the ass kicking they deserved. <laughs> that, oh, they that, did. Was good. that was good. Nice cook. I like that one. Yes, he does, now, bottom line, this this year's Alabama team, uh, especially offensively, it was Probably one of the best offenses I've seen in a long time. I would say it's probably one of the best offenses in college football in history. It was, yeah. 
mind-boggling. The, the, the text I put out to you guys, like, what if this team could have somehow run into last year's LSU yeah. team with Burroughs and Jefferson and all that? I think that would have been a hell of a game. It would have been like the Crosby been. game that Sosa went to. It would have been like yeah. you know, yep. 68 to 67. Yeah. I agree. The last man with the ball wins. I like Josh's point about that, too. I think it was really good. Do you – ask one of the questions. So – is this team better than last year's LSU? I mean, when we saw LSU steamroll everybody last year, we all probably agreed it's probably one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Is it better than last year's team, last year's champion? I think as a whole, no. Offensively, probably so. But from top to bottom, offense and defense, I think LSU was better. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I think LSU's defense gives them the edge. Ooh. In my opinion. Okay. And I Mullet? think Burroughs is better than Jones. I agree with that, too. I I'd think give Burroughs you that. is better than Jones. But Bama's running game was better, and the receivers are better. Are you saying Clyde Edwards-Alaire was not as good as Najee Harris this year? Correct. Ooh. I would agree with that, too. You would agree with that? Yeah. Okay. I will not. Harris was steamrolling fools. I mean, he looked like Derrick Henry back there. He was amazing. Okay. Now, refresh my memory. Who who else? I know I'm, all I can think of is Jefferson. Who were their other receivers last year? Uh, Terrence Marshall, and I'm uh, missing somebody else. Uh, was was there another one that went pro or no? No, he came just, back. Just Jefferson? Early. I think it was just okay. Jefferson. So, and they, oh, had good, uh, they had really Chase, good receivers. Uh, they did. What's the guy that's going to go pro this year? Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama had better receivers, for sure. And man, it, just think if Waddle would have been a hundred percent, that score would have been even worse. And if uh, Smith would have lasted the whole game, yeah, yeah, MVP for happen. one half. Man, yeah. I was looking forward to him putting up four hundred yards. That was yeah. that'd have been great. Yeah, Did I haven't confirmed a- if it was broke or not, or, or what. <clears throat> Uh, I didn't hear anything. Just all it was, I, it. I heard index finger. That's all I heard. It was an index. He was yeah. pretty quiet about it at the end of the game. He wasn't really answering yeah. questions about it. Yeah. Yeah, he so. just said he'd be all right. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> so like, I'll be all right. Yeah. i tell you what. I'm with – I think the LSU squad would beat, would beat that Bama team just because of Joe Burrow's moxie. I think Joe Burrow's moxie and his leadership on that sideline – I think that would overtake this team. I'm not saying they would blow them out or anything. I'm just saying LSU, last part of the game, get the ball last, they would probably win that ball game. So what what about That's, the Saban factor? Does he he like give yeah. a little bit of an edge? I would say he would give them a little bit of an edge, but with the coordinators that they had on the sideline before they left with Aranda and then uh, what's his name? Was it Joe Brady was the passing coordinator. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think those two assistants alone, I don't say they give them the edge, but they keep those guys in the game. And I think Burroughs, like I said, his moxie and his confidence, I think gets him over the top. So it's, it, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Like, it's like <sighs> splitting hairs there. Yeah, yeah. it is. I it wish is. you could have seen it. And the great thing about it is it's SEC teams. That's what the great thing about it is. So oh, yep. screw the Big Ten and all this stuff. That's for next right. year be A&M. Oh, shoot, man. I'd lo- I would love nothing more than to have that. So right. and just for an interesting fact, the, oh, go ahead, what did you say, Cook? I was just going to say, I saw the early poll. A&M was ranked uh, in the early poll for next year is ranked number six. 
Yes. Yes. How about the ending bowl this year? It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. There's absolutely no reason why Anum is not at least three. Okay, I, give I, me your four. Give me your four, Cook. Then what is it then? To me? Yes, to you. To me ranking it, it would have been it would have been Bama, AM, Ohio State, oh. Clemson. Okay. That would have oh. been the order I'd put it in. Okay. Hmm. Mullins or John, you want to give it a shot? I would say it, it would be Alabama, Ohio State, A&M, Clemson. Okay, okay. So I'm just flipping the two with Cook. All right. All right well, I'm going to shock y'all. I'm oh. going to say I would A&M say Alabama. Oh. <laughs> no, Alabama, for hands down, not even close. Sure. You could stack up the next three teams in a row and still not beat these guys. But Alabama – the Aggie in me wants to say number two, but I'm going to put them three. Ohio State two, A&M three. And I will actually put, at the end of the season, the way that they played, I would oh, put wait. Oklahoma ahead of Notre Dame. Okay. So, or, and, and Clemson. And so Clemson. I put, and Clemson. So I would put oh. Oklahoma number four. That's tough for me with Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not. I don't disagree with you, Mullins. I'm not completely. It's just beating Iowa State in the Big Twelve Championship. You know, I just. I'm not saying. It's just tough for me. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And but Clemson and Notre Dame. I mean they they played so bad in their bowl games that I I think it proved that their regular season games just. I don't know, to me didn't mean that much. Okay. So you'd put Ohio State over AM? That too? Yeah. I mean, if I take my bias out of there, I've got to put Ohio State up. My bias just, is they just lost a hair to, above AM. They lost to Alabama by the same amount. And uh, they did. They had a tougher schedule. So that's why I'm putting AM ahead of them. Ooh, I, I like would, that cook. It, it would I be, like that cook. It, it's close. It's very close. The schedule's not. Uh, no, the schedule's not anywhere close. True. Yeah. No. But Ohio State but, also did destroy Clemson. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and most times when you lose in the Carolina. championship, you're not going to fall too far. Like you're still going to yeah. be yeah. – I would think you're still going to be second. Yeah, but that championship – not that far. Yeah, but that championship game – Let's go. I mean, we'll talk about the championship game for a second again. That championship game, I was not impressed at all by Ohio State. And, and – Am I wrong about that? I mean, they didn't. I didn't impress me at all. I mean, Justin Fields didn't look like a spectacular quarterback. I mean, Mac Jones was accurate. He was yeah. on time with the ball. Their offensive line was getting pushed. I mean, y'all tell me differently. I'll, no, I'll you're right. Fields was messing receivers, um, and then some of the receivers were dropping the ball. They didn't run very well. It's like their game plan against Alabama was – the exact opposite of against, against Clemson, and it totally failed. Yeah, I think part of the problem was Sermon went out on the yes. second play of the game with a broke shoulder. Yeah, Justin that hurts. Fields was not anywhere near a hundred percent either. I think those those two were big factors. I think. Yeah, I think losing I Sermon early uh, got him a little bit. I think yeah. they still get their ass handed to him, but it's not a. It'd be a little better game. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you the sermon factor. But, I mean, uh, Saban rolls out another running back, you know, right behind Harris, and that guy gets six, seven, eight yards a clip too. So, I mean, 
I, for me, that's I don't, I don't think it's apple and oranges. I mean, you those guys recruit at a high level. I mean, you probably got a five star, and then you got another five star right behind that running back. I mean, you see what I'm saying? That the talent level doesn't mm-hmm. change. Yeah, I would agree with that. Sermon and and the other guy did pretty well too. What, what's his name? Master Teague. I kept thinking yeah. it was yeah. Mister T. <laughs> Master Teague. Master Teague. Master P. Master Teague uh, the second or third? Third, I think. Was he the third? third? Really? Yeah, the third. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he did all right. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't ineffective. I mean, he was getting yards. So I'm not saying he was sermon, but he was still a, a high caliber athlete out there at the running back position. So I like. I think we're saying Cook, but I'm gonna. I don't think it was that big of a factor. I'm just throwing it for argument. I'm not saying that it's a uh, D factor. I'm just saying it could be a factor. Okay. All right. It could have been a little different, but then, you know, Alabama lost, you know, they didn't have Waddle and then they lost Smith halfway through the game and still yeah. put up a ton of points. So. Did you see that drive that they had with all, not all backups, but basically like they're, they're you know, the second guys on the depth chart and they just went down the field. Like it was. That's why guys. they're the three to one favorites to win the national championship again next year. Yeah. And even Jones got banged up in that game, too. Yeah. The, the quarterback, he got hurt. Yeah. So what does this say about that Alabama machine, though? It's a program, right? It's, I, and I say this. When I, when I say program, I mean, I feel like what he does is coaches everybody on the same scheme so that whoever walks in from an injury, it's like nothing happened. I just put a cog in there in the wheel, and then we just keep going. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Saban, it's, you know, Alabama's not going to take a dip until Saban's gone. Yes. So who's, replaced, who's possibly going to replace Saban? Well, I don't I think he's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, what, the guy's 75? I think he's 70 this year. I think he's 70. 70 this year. He could coach another 10 years. Yeah, at least five, yeah. Yeah, at least another, five, yeah. That's another five national championships. Yeah. <laughs> at least three, yeah. Insane. At least <laughs> – uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna ride it out. Three championships. He could leave with a ten. Yeah. Oh, easily. That's insane. Oh. oh boy. Where does this put him at? On the on the Mount we were talking about Mount Rushmore earlier. Where where does is where does George Saban... Washington? I was just gonna say he's George Washington <laughs> on the Mount Rushmore. No one's better than him. Seven. No, but yeah. He, he's the number one college coach of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. yeah, I agree. For sure. And Nobody that's saying, else. I mean, Absolutely. you're putting him above uh, Bear Bryant. I mean, it, right now that sounds sacrilege, but in 50 years, everybody will be like, well, yeah. Yeah. Seven national championships. In, in, in a modern day college football with recruiting and player development and everything, I, I can see, I, I like your argument. Cook, are you on, the, on board with that too? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody else that you want to have above him. Yeah. He's the Phil Jackson of uh, college football coaching. He just yeah. plug and play. And just yeah, as we just said, he's, he could win another three championships before he retires. I mean, he could yep. leave with 10 or 11 national championships. Like Cook said, they're favored again next year already. Okay. His first one was with Florida, right? I mean, uh, LSU, no, LSU, right? LSU. Yeah. With LSU. So one with LSU and then six with uh, Bama. Yep, with LSU. Okay. Do you give do you give Saban a lot of credo from going from a and he still he still wins on defense. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but do you give him a lot of credo to adapting to this 
kind of spread offense. He doesn't do a true spread every time, but he does take the spread concepts into effect. You give him a lot of credo for adapting to his, his adapting his game out there. I think so. I mean, think of the, think of how the how the, the system was when he had Tua and Jalen Hurts. It's totally different than what it is right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's adaptive. That's one thing about him. He doesn't he's not stale, man. He's constantly maneuvering, which baffles me beyond belief why he would even consider hiring Bill O'Brien. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get that at all. Well, it's been Wait. him. There's rumors of him and Adam Gase. But anyway, we'll go back to that second. Uh, Mullins and John. God, both. And idiots. like what you were saying, like each year, I mean, he he pretty much loses his one or two coordinators every single year. Yep. He'll lose them to another program or to the NFL or what, wherever. They, they become a head coach somewhere else, and then he's got to get new ones, and then he just plugs them in, and they kind of alter the system a little bit, and they just keep going. I mean, ultimately, he's the captain of that ship, so as long as he's there, like Mullen said, they're going to be fine. He's freaking yeah, Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he even got COVID this year and still kept rolling. <laughs> <laughs> he game-planned COVID. Yeah, seventy-year-old guy didn't miss a beat. <laughs> yeah, <we're all> <laughs> he must have took a lot of what is it? What are they? What are everybody taking for for uh, COVID? Vitamin now? D. Vitamin D. He must milk. have had a lot of milk. Yeah. Melatonin. So yeah, vitamin D, melatonin, yeah, all that stuff. He took it all. Yeah. I, I or he just you. looked at it and says, "Nick Saban." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I played defense <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, I'm fourteen. There's no way I'm losing. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, I I agree with you guys. You know that that LSU years was all about you know, and even at the beginning of it, this his run, it was about defense and running the ball and and getting four or five yards at a clip and just you know wearing you down. And now he's putting he's at this this year's team averaged forty was it forty eight points per game. I mean, yeah. Kudos to him to finding not not only adjusting but finding the guys to to adjust to that offense. And then develop even the coordinators underneath him. Like you're like Doc John was saying, you plug in some different coordinator, you develop him under your game plan, and they flourish, and then they go somewhere else. So yeah, yeah. I it mean, he adjusts me. his. Go, go ahead, Gary. Yeah, I was going to say he adjusts his game plans obviously to his talent, but bottom line, he still ground and pounds people to death. He always is going to have a huge offensive line that will knock people out. And then just these awesome running backs. Yeah. And he just beats people down. He does. On the offensive side and the defensive side. Because Barmore, that yeah. D tackle, man, could, oh anybody, could anybody block that fun. dude last night? He no. was fun. He, he just made some money last night moving up in draft. <laughs> yep, he did. <laughs> but I thought he was a sophomore. I thought somebody said he was just a sophomore. He is a sophomore, but he's an eligible sophomore. Oh, is yeah. he? Okay. Well, dang. Because they were talking it, he was moving up the boards. Yeah. I think they said going into last night he was projected to be a low first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably going to be much higher than that. Yeah, but top half of first round now. Yeah. It, the, so, yeah, their program reminds me of uh, kind of like the Spurs with Popovich. Like, like we were talking about how they lose coordinators every year. Like every yeah. year, Pop will lose one to two of his assistants to another a head coaching job. And then he just gets another one. And then next year, they go off. So it's the same kind of thing because he's been there forever and he just he's running the show but he lets his coordinators do what they need to do or the assistants what i find funny about it though is that you still see all these assistants going elsewhere and yet they can't come back and beat him yep. <laughs> that's the, that is the magical part about nick saban 
He knows I mean, – he's taught him everything, but yet you can't beat him. So there you go. But let me ask you one more question before we leave this topic. Do you think there'll be more players drafted from this Bama team than that magical LSU team from last year? Oh, man, I don't know about that. Man. How, what was it, five or six last year? Oh, wait, total or in the first round? Just total. 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 Oh, total. total. I th- what was it, 21 players drafted last year? Off the, band, uh, off, the, off the LSU team? It was double digits yeah. for sure. I don't know for sure how many. But I, I want to think like, it was – I remember watching the draft, and I was just like, another LSU player. Oh, another yeah, yeah. LSU player. I think oh, another one. five or six in the first round, I think, and then yeah. maybe ten in the first two yeah. or something like that. I don't have the exact numbers, but it, it was a lot. Cook's going to look it up while we keep talking. But Mullis, what do you – Just if you were just guessing, what would you say? It'll be close, but I don't think, I don't think they'll quite reach it. No. Okay, it, was, it was 13 players, five in the first round. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you got to think what Waddle, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, uh, Jones, Bar- Bear- Barmore. Barmore. Yeah. Leatherwood, the left tackle that they have. I mean, that's just six. Right yeah, you get those offensive and defensive linemen. Maybe yeah, I don't, that might push I, it up. I don't know if any of the DBs or the safeties. Are coming out. I don't know who's eligible. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say you're going to get around ten or so. Mm-hmm. Just, just spitballing. Just yeah. spitballing. Yeah. I mean, the damn yeah. deep snapper got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, bro. LSU. He did. Yeah, he got freaking drafted. <laughs> you're right. Do you see the? Uh, I'm sure you guys did at the very end that they they brought the center out to get that one snap for the Yes. Deal. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah, that was a that big was really dude. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Center for Alabama. What do you got? Dickerson, number yeah. 69. He looked like he's like 6'6", 480,000 pounds. <laughs> he was big. They grown big in Bama, I guess. I don't That's know. what they do. That's what happens with those uh, shrimp, shrimp and steroids. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> shrimp and steroids. That, that, was that the slogan for Bubblegum? <laughs> <laughs> shrimp and steroids. <laughs> like Mama used to make. Shrimp and steroids. <laughs> wow. Man. We don't have time. I'm going to say steroid-infused shrimp. Oh, okay. There you go. That makes a lot more sense. Jumbo. You meant, you meant jumbo shrimp. That's yeah, what you're jumbo to say. shrimp. Jumbo shrimp. That's what you're That's trying to say. That's an oxymoron. Or did you mean jimbo? <laughs> jimbo shrimp. Dude. No, I didn't mean that one. Jimbo's going to beat Saban next year. God, imagine that. Oh, we can't go down the road. We got to keep, we gotta keep moving on. Think about <laughs> it. All right, we got to keep moving on. Uh, what you call, we, I want to talk about this. We're not going to get to – we got to keep talking about – got to get to the NFL. But opt-outs. We need to talk about opt-outs next show. I think it was a big deal. Cook brought it up a couple of weeks ago. We need to dive into that and just discuss it. But we'll do that later. And the other thing we need to do, okay, before we get to the NFL, we started coming from some basketball, dude. I don't know if y'all watched college basketball this past weekend, but there was some good stuff going on. We've got to get into college basketball and pro basketball because our Spurs – are playing better. All right. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had a road. They had a road trip of four games in a row. They won three out of the four. They beat the Clippers and the Lakers and the Timberwolves. And then somehow they lost to the Timberwolves the following night. Don't know how that quite happened, but three out of four on the road. And Becky Hammond was the first lady to coach uh, an NBA team, apparently. So we got to get some basketball in after all this. So for sure. Uh, anyway, on to the NFL. There was so much going on in the NFL. We'll talk about coaches first and then the games. Doug Peterson got fired as the Eagles coach, and that made me super happy after that crap he pulled in the Redskins game. Total crap. Total crap. Total crap. John, what do you want to say? Football team. What? 
football team. <laughs> yeah, it's the Redskins football team. Yeah, Wash- yeah same <laughs> Washington <thing>. football team. <laughs> <laughs> Brian oh, Schottenheimer boy. was fired as the OC of the Seahawks, which I kind of didn't see that one happening. Mike Nolan from the Cowboys uh, got fired defensive coordinator. That had to happen because even though they improved as the year went on, I just I could not see what was happening out there on the field. Dan Quinn got hired from the Falcons, and then apparently the Texans are on fire, according to Brian Cook. So The only person well, not firing is Jack Easterman. That's the one that should be fired. Uh, well, hey, you have the mic, man. You, you, you want to go for it? Go ahead. I'm just – I'm so irritated with the Houston Texans. Man. The <laughs> fact that they're, they, have, they, have, they have pushed Deshaun Watson to the point where he's threatening for a trade because of their ineptitude over there. Cal McNair, man, he is disappointing his father. His dad is rolling over in his grave right now, man. I don't know what the hell this guy's thinking. I don't know what – I don't know why Jack Easterby is not fired. The guy should be gone. He should have been fired the day of the same firing as Bill O'Brien. And the fact that he's not fired now is just ridiculous. And then they bring in Casario, which is just, you know, I can understand Casario. If you're going to bring him in, you're going to bring him in. But, my God, why did you not interview Eric Bieniemy until today? Suddenly, now you're going to request Eric Bieniemy. Why, why yeah. they, I don't understand what's going on in there, man. And when you got people like Andre Johnson saying, you guys are crazy, Deshaun Watson needs to get the hell out of town while he can, there is a freaking problem. There is a big-ass problem. And so I, are you are you upset with the front office? That's what you're, you're at, at with all I'm the decisions? Mc, I'm pissed at Cal McNair, the owner. I am pissed at the whole or, the whole organization as a whole for the most part. Okay. From, from a management standpoint. I mean, those dudes are, are screwing this over. Why would you pay – $500,000 to a group to come in and help you find a GM and a coach. And then the two people they, they suggest to you, you don't even freaking interview them. And you go in a totally other way that somebody wasn't even on the list and you hired them as the mm-hmm. GM. And it just so happens that the two guys that were on the list were people of color and the guy you hired was white. I don't know what the yep. hell's going on over there. It, 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 it's, yep. it stinks, and, it smells bad, and it's, it is, man. And it looks bad, too. When you know Deshaun Watson, uh, Watson has been saying this stuff all week, and and other people have been saying stuff, and they're like, oh, you know, they're the only team that hasn't interviewed enemy and then you bring them in, and if you if you were to hire him, then it would be like, well, why didn't you interview him? And if you don't hire him, then it looks bad because you're like, oh, you just brought him in as a token, you know, look at just to make Watson happy. So either way, now it's going to look bad whether they hire him or they don't hire him. They look like fools either way. This whole thing is screwed. It doesn't matter at this point. We're going to go two and you know, fourteen next year or something because we're not going to have a team. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're just scrambling now to kind of appease Watson. It, it reminds me, I always go back to it, but the Spurs, like with Kawhi Leonard, it's like you've got this one guy on your team that you've got to kind of make happy because he's like the face of the franchise of the future. And then if he's mad, then you, and you're kind of screwed. I know it's a little different in the NFL than the NBA. The NBA can kind of push trades a little easier. It is literally to the point. I mean, we are like days away that if Cal McNair doesn't get this straight, I want his ass to be gone as ownership. I mean, that would – Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I was going to say. Cowboys fan. (laughs) Mama McNair needs to step in. He's not the owner. He's just the CEO. Mama McNair owns the place. She needs to step in and say, you're screwing this up, bub. You're not doing it. Yeah. yeah, but she's not going to yeah. fire her son. Yeah, you know no. what? Yeah. Then if, if that doesn't happen and they keep, they want to make this a dumpster fire of a thing, I, I, I don't know how much Texans games I'm going to be watching. 
Well, that, then all you, I mean, you're falling in line with the Cowboys ownership. Me and Mullins have lived this Jerry Jones fiasco for, what, 25 okay, years? But Jerry Jones got you, what, three Super Bowls? Yeah, not, not the past 25 Early. years, though. Okay, well, you know what? You got three <laughs> Super Bowls out of it. So, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's like – and it's, it's like, not the same, in my opinion. I mean, this is like, this is like destruction of of epic proportions. We're talking like uh, hints of people talking about racial things being thrown in here. I mean, it's like it's not just bad decisions as a business. I mean, they're uh, you know, well, they hired the wrong guy, or they, you know, they poured they drafted poorly. I mean, they're they're talking like this could be like a revolt that where players are just like, I'm not going to Houston. I don't give a it, shit if you draft me or you pay me ten percent more than when anybody else is. I'm not going. It's crazy how fast this happened, too, because, you know, just a couple of years before this, they were one of the most consistent teams. They were making the playoffs every single year. And now after that one trade with Hopkins, it's just ever since that, it's just been bad, bad juju. Like nothing, nothing good has happened since then. I have, I have, I am sad and I'm really upset that I'm beginning to think this, that the DeAndre Hopkins thing is going to be like the curse of the Bambino for us. We're going to be freaking screwed for like the next 80 years and I'm never going to see another playoff game before I die. Well, wow. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's just the, just that trade. I mean, the, the Tunsil thing, I mean, you gave away so much for a couple of these players. I'm just like, damn, oh. I'm just like, yeah. And the proposed trade that I keep seeing that, you know, Deshaun Watson reportedly would be willing to be traded to the Dolphins and he would uh, waive his trade clause. They're talking about, well, we'll trade Deshaun Watson to the uh, Miami Dolphins for the third pick, the 18th pick, and Tua. So basically we're going to get our pick back that we gave them, an 18th pick and Tua, who we don't need. You know, I, I'm not sold on. Yeah, screw that. That's not a good enough trade. You, trade with you know what? You take, the, you take the hypothetical with Washington and take the damn six picks there. I, I would not do that. Mm. I wonder if I Tua know. has a no trade. He's a rookie. He He's a rookie. He's yeah. He doesn't have anything in his contract yet for that. Because if I was him, I'd say no. <laughs> like, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole thing. And, and don't be wrong. I, I, I am totally for Deshaun Watson feeling the way he feels and all this, all that stuff's going on. But I'm also, as a Texans fan, don't be wrong. Don't start trying to tell me you're going to start playing this hardball and you're going to try to screw. I mean, we're already screwed enough as it is. I'm not, I'm not willing to take a screw job to get you out of here. At that point, I, I will mark a sound on your ass, and you can sit on the bench. Dang. And if they could just get it together, I mean, I don't think they're really that far away. It's not like they're, mm. you know – I mean, I know they only won four games, but they were in almost every game they played in, except for I mean, a couple. Yeah. We there was a couple 10, of games. We had 10 wins, four games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're that – as long as you still have Watson or a viable quarterback, like, you're still there. You just need to get some parts here and there. Free agency and – Whatever you can do I'll, I'll in the draft one, in the seventh round. I'll throw one more, one more log on the fire, and then I'm gonna shut up. It was floated out there today that Watson said that he's not just willing to maybe necessarily be traded; he's willing to sit out multiple seasons. Wow! Yeah. Why would he do that? I, I'm just saying he is. It's been. Floated I mean, he's out in his prime. From, it's been floated out there that he may possibly be willing to sit multiple seasons, mm. which would be stupid on his part. Mm. But yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. It's, it's just posturing, in my opinion, to get, yeah. leverage to get the hell out of town is what it is. It's, but is it stupid, though? I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, go crazy here. But is it, is it stupid? I mean, you got Drew Brees playing quarterback at 42, uh, pushing 43, I believe. You got Brady out there also, I said, what is he, 41, 42? I mean, is it crazy to be posturing? And it's just I mean, more, it's these just guys, more the these athletes are lasting longer. It's just more the same. You know, someone is trying to get out. They want out. I get it. And I'm not going to say that his options are not legitimate for reasons that he wants out. 
it's a good, re- it's a damn uh, reason. One of the many reasons why I'm not a GM because I'd be like, okay, you want to sit, sit. I'll see you in, f- I'll, I'll see you in four years. I'm not trading. Mm-hmm. Let me get, let me, let's tie this into some of these going on. So do you think this is a locker room issue? Cause I feel like the Doug Peterson firing is a locker room issue. He lost trust uh, with his players. I mean, is it the same oh. thing that the admin is losing, tr- is losing trust in the locker room? Yeah. And it's, it all goes back to Jack Easterby. Everybody talks about how Jack Easterby is the one causing the problems. He comes in, he's like, Oh, how are you doing? You know, he tries to be this guy, gets everybody close. And then he just cuts their throats. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt three weeks ago came out and said, I want to be here. I want to help restore the, the organization. He wants out now. He's like, nope, this, this Easterby guy is still here. I'm done. Mullis, mm. John, is it the same thing? Is it, is it a locker room? Should you have to keep that chemistry, that cohesiveness between ownership, coach, locker room to happen right, everything to happen right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you pretty much need it. It's kind of like what we were saying with Saban earlier. Like, he just keeps it going. The mindset's the same. There's no hassles here and there. Once you, you get these little uh, crevices of, doubt or people not trusting people that's it's all going to break apart man okay in my opinion okay i i agree with you as an example of that is the spurs right buford popovich do a really good job with that i'm sorry mullins what are you gonna say no i just it's it of course the word of the year well and last year is culture um you create a bad culture and it you know from top to bottom it's going to affect everybody um especially the players mm-hmm. i mean yeah the players are your employees but they're also the people that are making you all your money so you better treat them right i'm not mm-hmm. saying you got to do everything that they need they that they want mm-hmm. and in this case i think with from what i've understood with deshaun watson is that they were telling him all of this stuff and then they just turned around and stabbed him in the back and didn't listen to a word he said and I'm not all for doing what an employee wants and says okay but don't tell him that you're going to do something and then not do it at all okay um, okay and that's just yeah, I'm create, you. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, do what you say you're going to do or don't say it at all okay can I I'm going to push back on on the whole thing for a second right so I'm going to say that you're right, Mullins, you don't need to bend every whim, you know, to a player, right? So I want to take the Patriots in a, as an example, right? So I think Kraft and Belichick have a pretty good bond, right? And they and Bel- Kraft gives Belichick the power or whatever you want to say it uh, to basically manipulate or move the players that he needs to, to move around. If you don't fit the Patriot way, then you're gone, right? The same thing, right? So back to the whole culture like John was saying, right? In the locker room, everything's cogs, right? But they do it the opposite way. We're not, I'm not bidding to you. Either you fit in or you're gone. You know, I feel like the Texans are trying to do the opposite. I'm going to bend whatever Watson wants, and then we'll make it work. You see what I'm saying there, the difference yeah, in the styles? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, but, I mean, when he's, he's like your keystone player. Like, if he goes, the, it, things are going to start falling apart. Like, playing Jenga, you've got that – He's the one holding everything together in the middle. If he yeah, goes, he's a leader of the even if you room. get a bunch of picks and stuff for him, you, those are still maybes. Like, you know what you have with him. Even in a 4-12 and 12 season they were this year, mm-hmm. he was still he, – he broke, like, a record. He was, like, top three all-time in, like, passing and, and touchdowns and stuff. He, record seasons. 
uh, on that shitty team that he was on this year. Like he can do it with less. So imagine yeah. if you put some stuff around him. Every yeah. year teams try to get in a position to get the franchise quarterback and get that quarterback. He's it. Yes. Outside of maybe two teams in the NFL, anybody else would want him. Mm-hmm. Anybody else would take him and they'd switch spots with him immediately outside of maybe two teams. Okay. Okay. I don't disagree with you. I'm just throwing the styles out there about how different organizations are working. So successful organizations are working, I should say. Yeah, well, let's, let's, so, let's, let's uh, make that a big, bold letters. Successful <laughs> organizations. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I, that and was the key word out of the whole sentence. How old huh? is Watson? He's 24. Yeah, I mean, he's in his – the next six to ten years are prime. Like, he's ready. It's crazy. Yeah. And we'll talk about that at the very end of the show. We, we talked about the worst sports entertainment, and we'll get to that first. But let's, let's keep moving on. Let's keep moving on. I know we can break this down a whole lot. Let's talk about the playoff games. Do we want to start in order, or do we just want to start with the Browns beating the Steelers uh, on yeah. the road? Was, what do we want to do? Well, we definitely need to start off with that you and I had the best record. First oh, all. that's true. That's true. <laughs> and these two guys were like two games behind us. We only yeah. lost one each. Yeah. You know so what that means? You know what that means, John? That you and I, the regular season doesn't matter. We step up in the that's, playoffs. That's I'll right. We step up in the playoffs. I don't know what crack I was smoking when I picked the, uh, <laughs> the Seattle team over the Rams. I don't know what I was thinking. The Bears. Well, you thought Russell Wilson might show up. Uh, the Bears team <laughs> was just me being a homer, but the damn Rams. I don't know what I was thinking. God, they yeah, look good. I agree. They good, me. and they didn't even they didn't even start golf. Golf didn't even start the game. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'll I'll eat crow on that all day. You know, because I talked about the Rams early on in the season and that they would be a surprise, and and here they are, and then I didn't pick them. So this is all Kerry's fault, <laughs> and the so same you, with the Browns. So so you're blaming Mullins for your brainwashing. <laughs> So you're in turn trying to brainwash Mullins into this Cobra Kai thing. This is no, what's he happening. Gave me, he gave me the okie doke and I fell for it. Oh, gotcha. So you're simple. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. I didn't oh, know Mullins still had the okie doke. I didn't even know that. But you know, you know, Cook, you played football, so you know you have to look at the waist. You don't look at his, at his legs or his shoulders right there, and then you tackle him. You know better yeah. than that. He was watching He's always eyes. looking at his waist. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm 46. My reaction time is nowhere near the same. It used to be. <laughs> oh man, this is something that we could go down this pretty good real fast. I still uh, like Jimbo. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. You know, the Rams game was surprising. I, man, that defense looked good too. And Jalen Ramsey shutting down DK uh, DK Metcalf was good too. I mean, man, Ramsey was about, all over that guy. Talk about a damn titty baby on the sideline, though. DK Metcalf, man. Yes. Can somebody tell me what was going on? Was he Des Bryant all over again, or what? Yeah, come on, dude. I think he was just frustrated. Yeah, he lost some. He lost some points for me on that one. I was like, come on, dude. He reminded me of of To too much. I was like, golly. So go make a play. Don't worry about beat Jalen Ramsey. Then beat him. Yeah, golly. Mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins beats him on a regular. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. guess that game cost Schottenheimer his job. It seemed like they threw him under the bus after their loss with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson kind of going, uh, yeah. you have to – we had different plays. Maybe it would have been better. Well, the, the, second, <laughs> the second half of the season for the Seahawks, it's like they took the ball away again from mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. I didn't, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I don't understand either. 
They did. So, that was their terrible. offense was clicking there for a while, man. They were on fire. And they couldn't. They could do no wrong. So anyway, let's talk about the first game on Saturday. This this one impressed me. I was surprised by it, but the Bills and Colts, man, that was a heck of a game. That was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the Bills were going to roll the Colts. I, I kind of expected. Kerry called that game. one. Yeah, he he called it was going to be a tough game, and I think it was yeah. going to be a close game as well. But um, I was, was glad to see de- the Bills Mafia pull it out. Yeah, it was all dependent on Rivers. If if the the good River showed up, when which he did, it was going to be a tough one. Yeah, that's what yeah. kind of worries me about the Buffalo Bills is their running game, especially they just lost Moss. Yeah, yeah. Like even when they were fully healthy, they're they're not the best running team, and that is a little troublesome for the playoffs. I agree, I agree. I think they get. I mean, we'll get to the divisional round in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. So um, on Saturday too, that, that, that <clears throat> excuse me. So that next game, of course, was the Rams and Seahawks. We talked about a little bit. Uh, and then that night was the Buccaneers and the Washington football team. Were you impressed with the Washington football team at all? I was. No. I was, I was excited to see how well they stuck in the game for a while with what they have. Yeah. That kid, Hineke or whatever his name yeah. was impressive. He, yeah. He was, oh, school, yeah. he was just in school just a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So. He yeah, got himself a contract. He, he made it a game. Uh, made it interesting. Um, but I don't think there, in my opinion, there was no doubt that Brady was going to pull it out and win it. So, Should we, we be worried about the Buccaneers going to New Orleans? Yes. Should we be worried about that? Yeah. That's going to be a game. I mean, don't be wrong. The Saints have kicked their ass twice this year, and it's hard to kick a team's ass three times in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It depends on what happens. The Bucks could show up and win, or they could just get blown out. You can't ever count Brady out. That's, yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. It is the problem. Until it's all zeros. But so. also, Breeze knows probably this is my, his last go-round. So, I mean, he's going to give it his all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're talking about two, two of the best going at it. Yeah. It's going to be you fun. You see all watch. the memes going around with it. They were, yes. It was going to be on the History Channel, <laughs> and they have, like, the big beards and the yeah. bald and all that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Ravens and Titans game, what were your thoughts on that? I was – I was blown away by the Ravens' defense, really. I loved that game. That was, that was, that was a great game. Smash mouth football right there. I loved it. And I loved the, I loved the way it ended. I thought it was so awesome. There was so oh, much stomping, crap, yeah. There was so much crap talking going on up <laughs> yeah. to this game. All season long, these two teams hate each other. And the way it ended and Peters and the rest of the defense running out there and, and doing what they did on the 50-yard line, I thought it was amazing. I loved it. Were you love you a cheering? good rivalry game. Were you yeah. cheering for Lamar Jackson? Is that what you're telling me, Cook? That's what I heard. That's what I was I, thinking. Hey, look, I didn't say I didn't like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yes, I was cheering for the Ravens. I was hoping they would win. I, I, my gut told me the Titans were going to win that game, but I was going for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, look, it's just wow. one playoff game. Dan Marino wants some playoff games, too. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, you defensive all of a sudden, too. You're wow. like, it's just one playoff game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, do, I will say this. I think his – I texted this early in the game when he threw that interception. It's like, if he'd just get out of his damn head and relax mm-hmm. and just chill and play the game, he'd be fine. And he kind of relaxed after that and they started playing well. I think that makes him very dangerous now. Now that he's kind of got that monkey off the back, I think that makes him dangerous. They ain't beating the Chiefs, but it gets the monkey off the back. Yeah. I'm playing the Chiefs. I know. Oh. So. Not yet. Yeah. Do you think the Titans went away from their, their game plan too early? Because I feel like they didn't give enough carries to Derrick Henry. I think he only ended with 18, 17 yeah. or 18. 18 like carries, that. 40 yards. Yeah. yeah. Did they get away from this game plan too quickly? Uh, they're just one of those teams where 
I mean, even if you get like 10 points down, they, they have trouble. Yeah. They, they, they need to be equal or have the lead. And but as they soon did, as though. They, they, ten, yeah, they did. They did. They did. So. Ever since he went, whenever Jackson got that one scramble and he scored, then it was mm-hmm. just momentum. They were really had switched. That was it. Almost like we've seen teams who get a big lead in real like that and end up losing. Like last year? <laughs> I can't think of what other teams have done that. That I can't either. We've already happened. mentioned them on this <laughs> podcast enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the middle of middle mid-Sunday's game, which I thought was just – I don't know. I mean, the Bears' defense played great, but golly, I mean, they, they just – That was the most boring-ass game ever. Yeah, that one wasn't great. I mean, holding the, the Saints to 21 points, I thought was impressive, especially going into the fourth. I mean, it was only – I think it was 14-3 to three going into the fourth. It wasn't yeah. bad. I mean, they gave themselves chances to win, but, God. That... But it wasn't really them defending the Saints. It was the Saints self-destructing. It was the Saints not executing and not uh, playing well, in my opinion. I, I'll give you some of that. I'll give you some of that. But, I mean, if the Bears' offense just had a little bit of continuity, I mean, the game would have been so much better. So – I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's almost as if they had like drafted a uh, Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. They might have been okay. Man, yeah, probably so. Probably a Patrick Mahomes, yeah. maybe. Either yeah. one of them. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Either one of them are vastly better than that guy. Oh, shoot. And let's go to the last game, last oh, wild boy. card game, which – The beat down. The beat <laughs> down. Golly, five turnovers. The first play of the game. And Mo, uh, Cook is right. The center has to be right all the time on those snaps. Every single time. You can never time. miss. Never. You can't miss. But the first play of the game, I was like, dang, all right, here we go. But I thought that was it. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was it. They got it out of the system. Steeler, oh. The Browns are up 7 nothing, and that was the end of it. But, man, it just kept going. And it was going a nightmare and first quarter. Oh, man. God, yeah. could it get any it? worse? Was that it for Roethlisberger? Is he done? He didn't look great. Yeah, he he looked it, like it. It's but crazy how that team was what twelve and 0, 10 and 0, 11 and and then 11 just, and they didn't. I think they won one game after that. Yeah, and that was a comeback victory over the Colts. They lost what five of the last six games? Did they win? No, they lost four of the last yeah, five. Four, four of the last five. five. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and that's just night and day. This is where we've we've gone back and forth on this, you know, teams resting their players that final week and all that mess. This is where one of those times that I think Pittsburgh messed up big time resting their players that final week because it is painfully obvious they needed the work. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I agree with that. Let me ask you this, though. Why, what was with the short passing game? Why are these guys not going vertical? I mean, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Juju Smith, Schuster, and you got James Washington, and you got Eric Ebron. I mean, why are these guys not going down they the pull. field? You know? Well, they can't. They, they have the most, like, Jekyll and Hyde wide receivers. Like, half the time they just drop everything thrown to them, and then other times yeah. they're, like, lighting it up. I don't, I don't get it. They, they drop more passes than any team I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I saw a stat that – I can't remember what the uh... – Damn, I might have to find it for you. But there was a stat that was talking about how Ben Roethlisberger's um, completion ratio for downfield dropped dramatically after about week eight. So I'm curious if his if his arm was just not able to hold up to it towards the end of the season. Maybe he just didn't have the strength. I mean, he threw 68 times in this game. Yeah, he, was, he, he okay. wasn't pushing it downfield, though. 
Try to see, push it down field yeah. 68 times and see what happens. I agree with Cook that I think there was an injury or something that occurred. I don't know if he can't plant or if he can't throw fully. I agree with that. Um, I'm, a, I'm on board with Cook's thought right there. I mean, because, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, you've got, golly, I mean, even just Smith-Schuster and Claypool, God, throw the ball down the field. And mm-hmm. they didn't do that enough. And the Browns were down some cornerbacks. I uh, know Hayden was out. Exactly. Those guys were playing or with, bored, sorry. Yeah. They were those, playing they were playing short. Those same old Browns. <laughs> so that anyway. Was a fun game, though. It was. Let's it give Browns some kudos. What, what what were your thoughts on, on the Browns? I mean, was it was it just turnovers or do you think that they played well? They, well, they definitely played well in the beginning. They obviously the middle they struggled a bit, but then they turned it back on again at the end. Yeah, I think they yeah. got a little loose there in the middle. Thinking, okay, you know, I think we're gonna, and then it was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like, I liked how the announcers were kept saying, like, I don't think this is enough points. I don't think the Cleveland fans are comfortable yet. The whole <laughs> oh, game, yeah. I was like, this yeah. isn't enough game. <laughs> it was twenty-eight nothing first quarter. <laughs> I mean, nobody uh, has like a twenty-four point lead and loses it. Yeah, Cleveland fans are what? Yeah, they're they're kind of like what what John is with the Raiders. They're like, this is not enough. This is this is not yeah. enough. Yeah. True. So. I, I have to I have to give uh, Baker Mayfield a lot of credits, uh, only for the fact that he didn't turn the ball over. I'm not saying he won that game for the Cleveland Browns. I don't want to say that. I thought the defense pretty much did, uh, but he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't give it back to them, and they put points on the board when they got those turnovers too, which I thought was crucial. They didn't. They just get field goals. They put it in the end zone. Where's this team without the Kareem Hunt pickup they had? I don't know. It was it was it was great though. I mean, pickup. Oh. Those two are just crushing it. Oh yeah, Chubb and Hunt. That's it's fun watching those two. Look, like Thunder I'm and Lightning. About hunting for Chubbs. I don't care about yeah. that. And I'm not gonna. I want to say this too. We talked about it before. There is no OBJ. There is no drama on oh. the sidelines. Yeah. There uh-huh. is none of that. So I don't know if that plays into it too. But man, uh, there's an OBJ, and I'm sure that helps Baker Mayfield instead of hearing that talking on the sideline. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. So, I would not bring him back. No, I no. wouldn't either. No. Higgins is performing. Donovan Peoples, Donovan Peoples Jones, I can't say that sometimes. Donovan is a pretty good wide receiver. I mean, and you've got Landry. I mean, you only need one number one receiver. Yeah. So anyway. So we have any other thoughts before we leave Browns and Steelers. No, I just I... like the three three games a day format. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was nice having six games. Like this weekend, I'm like, oh, there's only four games. That sucks. Yeah. 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 I will say my family, uh, between that and the national champion game on Sunday or on Monday, we're like, uh, what do you mean you're still watching football? <laughs> <laughs> it's still on. Daddy's still watching on. it. Oh, this is the best. I'm the same way too in my house. They're like, it's another football game. Like, it's another one. Don't worry. We keep going. So, yeah. Let's now, just spend the playoffs some ex- more. You can use the excuse. I'm like, I got to do this just for the podcast. I exactly. Exactly. Research. I love it too. I did the exact same thing. Yeah, me so, too. Right too. So, what's going to say? I going to say, yeah, and hockey's about to start. So, you know, yeah, uh, do more research there. On another episode, I want to get into that hockey because I got some stuff about like their, their format. It's crazy. Right. Done. Yeah. We'll do it. Agreed. We'll do it. I know this is an awful ball episode. It's a lot of football this episode, but yeah, we'll definitely get some hockey. So, all right, let's pick our divisional games since we are on football right now. Are we all ready? Let's do it. Let's do is everybody it. excited? Cook, are you ready to go undefeated this time? 
Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, Saturday. Uh, I think we have, what, two games on Saturday? Yeah, three games on Saturday. We got a 335 uh, kickoff. Rams going to the Packers. John, I'm going to let you start this one. What do you have? I told this to Cook earlier. I think the Packers are going to just walk to the Super Bowl. I think they're it's no competition. Easy. They're going to win this, and they're going to win the next game. No problem. Okay. Packers. Packers. All right, Mullins, you're up, man. That's interesting. I don't know the Packers are going to walk over the Rams. Um, I still think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be close. So, uh, Packers in a close one. Packers in a close one. Cook, it's up to you next. I think the Packers are going to roll the Rams. Wow. Yep. God, y'all are going to make me have to go against the grain, aren't y'all? Here he goes again, sticking with the Rams. Okay. I wanted to, but I just didn't. You know what? You know what makes me nervous about this game is Aaron Donald's injury. I don't know if it was a rib or what it was. What did it come down to? I think they said it was a rib. It was a rib. So that that injury makes me nervous. If it was a fully strength Aaron Donald, I would feel a lot more confident. But I'm going to say the Rams. I'm going to say Ramsey plays another solid game. Devontae Adams he gets his catches, but he doesn't dominate. I say 23-20, Rams. Shock the Packers, move on to the NFC Championship game. So this is 0 one They're hey. going to win by two or three touchdowns. The wow. Packers? Yes. Hey, I'll give it to you. Aaron Rodgers has been phenomenal this year. I'll say I it's mean, like beyond 35 to 17 or something like that. Okay. All right. I mean, I had to go against the grade. We can't all be the same. All right. Somebody's got to lose, so I had to do it. That's all okay. Right. You're used to it. Go ahead. I, I am. <laughs> Uh, Rams going to the Bills. This should be a really good game Saturday night, 7-15. I was going to say, oh, Ravens going to the Bills. Ravens going to the Bills. Sorry about that. Uh, 7-15. Cook, you go first this time. Man, I love that Bills Mafia. I think that's a, a stout team, but I'm going Ravens. Okay. Ow. John, you're up. This one's a close one. Uh, just what I was saying earlier, like I'm worried about the Bills run game. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to pick – I'm going to stick with the Bills. Sticking Bills going to do it. Bills. Okay. I want the Bills to win, but I think it's going to be the Ravens. Mullins, you're up, man. Uh, the Bills definitely have a better pass game than uh, ten- than Tennessee did. So, I think they can outpace the Ravens. Because, um, really, the Ravens, they've got Lamar Jackson, and that's almost it. Okay. So, if they can control him, then they've got the game. So, I, I think the Bills are going to take this one. Okay. And these two are like the two kind of the two teams that are clicking right now. Like yes, yes. both yes. of them have collided. Like they're both the hot teams at the moment. They are. I agree with that too. That's what makes this pick tough. I'm with you, John, on that one. Uh, I think the Ravens are peaking at the right time, like you're saying, John. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, I think that it's still going to be close, though. I'm thinking like 24-21, 27-24, something like that. Uh, I'm going to give the home field advantage to the Bills. I say Josh Allen grows up, and they kick a field goal and win the ballgame. I'm going to say – FYI, it's a 40% chance of snow in Buffalo uh, for that game. I think it's going to be a field goal game as well, and I think it's really going to come down to which quarterback has it at the end. Yeah, I agree with that too. So – all right, let's move on to Sunday's game. We have a 2 o'clock kickoff. We have the surprising Cleveland Browns going to the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. And Mullins, you're going to go first because it's the Browns team. This is David and Goliath. Uh, and I really would love to see the Browns win it, but there's just no way. I mean, you know who Kansas won that City. fight, right? 
Oh, yeah, David did. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's very true, and it would be fun as hell to see the Browns win this, just because you know the people in Cleveland are starving for for something, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think it's just a fun team to watch. Um, those guys are, uh, I think they mesh well and they play well, um, and they're just enjoying themselves. But I think the Chiefs just have too much firepower. And so this is going to be the Chiefs. Okay. Cook, you're up, bud. I saw the opening line is that the Chiefs are favored by 10 and a half. God um, bless. I'm not sure that it's going to be a 10 and a half point game. I think, I think the Kansas City Chiefs will win this game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think they're going to scare the crap. I think the Browns are going to scare the crap out of the Chiefs on this one, but the Chiefs will win. Okay. All right. John? Mayfield Magic. <laughs> I would the Browns if they could beat the Chiefs. Oh, that would be so sweet, but they're not. <laughs> Chiefs, I'm sorry. Uh, I would be crazy to go against the grain on this one, right? I mean, because what would have to happen, right? Miles Garrett would have to go off, right? He would, you know, one and a half, two sacks, you know, a sack fumble. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb would have to get the ball 25 times, probably rush for 150 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, Hooper and Landry are going to have to have equal games. And that's a lot to ask, uh, I think, to topple the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not saying it's not capable, but, I mean, to have a game that you had against the Steelers and then to do it again, I just don't see that happening. And as much as I want to go against the grain, I'm going to say Chiefs win. But I'm with Cook. I think it's going to be closer than it is because I think that Browns – I'm sorry. I think that Browns offensive line, if they get most of those guys back, can do some damage against the Chiefs D-line, and that will make it pretty interesting. So yeah, if they can I just control, don't know. go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say if they can control that clock with the run game, yeah, just, run game. If they can do that, then they got a chance. That's true. If you can keep them off the field, because I mean, I don't yeah. know if they can stop Kelsey and Hill. Like those guys yeah. are just yeah. unstoppable. It's, it's gonna have to be defense by offense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, with a banged up secondary, that would be tough to do. So mm-hmm. I mean, you already did it once. I mean, I don't know if you guys those guys do it again. So we'll see what happens. So. And uh, the last game of the week will be uh, Sunday, January 17th, 540 kickoff. Buccaneers going to the Saints, the old man bowl. Uh, Mullen, I mean, who do I have to go? John, you go first this time. This is another close one. I'm going to take the Saints, though, mainly just out of my hatred of Tom Brady. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's Fight. pretty close. Two old yeah. guys. I'm going to pick the Saints. They're at you know home. What? And Breeze's last go around, mm-hmm. more than likely, I'm going to pick Saints. You remind me of the episode of Seinfeld. He's like, you're trying to return something. He's like, why are you returning it? He's like, out of spite. I'm returning it out of spite. Yep. That's why I'm doing it's it. Just, okay. Sure. It's, it's a coin flip, so I'm going to pick the, the <laughs> side of the coin I like. Mullins, you're up, man. What you got? Yeah, this one, I think, to me, is probably the toughest pick. Um it's you've got two legends playing against each other. Uh, both of them are rolling pretty good. I'm going to give the slight edge to the Saints. Mm, okay, all right. Cook, you're up, dude. I'm, uh, Saints were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the season. I think um, I think they're going to win this game, but it's not going to be easy. It's tough to beat a team three times in one year, man. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think Brady, and you can never kind of just count the Brady factor. So. I think this is going to be a nail-biter of a game. I hope it's not a blowout, but I hope it's a good game. But it, I think it's going to come down to the very end as well. Maybe, maybe old Tommy Boyle actually fumbled this time at the end. Yeah. So you're saying Saints? Yeah, going Saints. God bless America. 
<sighs> okay, well, that means I have to pick the Buccaneers. That's what that means. <laughs> you don't have to. I have to pick the Buccaneers. I, 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 I am rebellious by nature. You know me already. All these, all these, you know, political correctness that y'all tell me all the time with the Washington Redskins. I'm just like, come on. So you okay. just like going against the grain, right? I like going against the grain. Well, so, John Kerry and I say you won't give us 100 bucks each. That's probably true. true. I won't. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, to, to prevent, help you, help you out, maybe you should pick first. That way you're not last and we've all made our decisions and you feel forced into these that's things. True. That's yeah. true. That's an excellent point, but we won't do that anymore. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going with Buccaneers. I, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to follow Cook's theory. It's hard to beat a team three times. I think Brady wants this one really bad. Uh, I'm not saying that Drew doesn't. I'm just, yeah, saying, like, I'm just saying Brady wants this bad. I think it's a sour taste in his mouth, that first game of the season. I think that's going to be a factor. And when Tom Brady's pissed, I don't want to play against him. So I'm not saying it's not going to be close, but Tom Brady gets the game that he wants, and he plays the Rams in the NFC Championship game. I mean, it would would be awesome to see Mike Evans go off. So. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. So nicely done, gentlemen. Nicely done. I guess I will go two and two this week by my picks. Okay. I'm going to so. go three and one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be four and zero for sure. Uh, yeah. uh, so somebody's got to be at the bottom. I'll do it this time. So there you go. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we didn't get this one topic, so I'm gonna squeeze in real fast. We we didn't talk about it because Mullins brought it up. Worst sports organizations before we leave. The Knicks. In, in, in any sports? Any, any sports. sports? Any sports? Any sport? Sorry. Any sport? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, just spitballing. Knicks come to mind. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates come to mind. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, I thought they, I thought yeah, they were pretty good. good. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, like they, they historically, made the playoffs a, couple, a couple years ago. Historically, but they've the, never won the championship. What about the Cincinnati Reds? They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Cincinnati Reds, another one. Yeah. I hate to say this too, but my Red, my Rangers lately have been terrible. Also, just like God bless, we can't make it. I mean, they haven't won, but at least good. they've gone. Yeah. Yeah, but recently, but I, these past four or five years, I'm just like, what are we doing? I don't know what we're doing anymore. I think. Yeah, but just, I'm talking historical. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, like long term. And Bengals, like Browns, Bengals, yeah. Jets. Um, who else? The Washington Wizards, like garbage teams. <laughs> what is it with Washington teams constantly changing their names? Because they were the Bullets, yeah, and that's right. violent. I'm surprised Sosa didn't call them the Bullets. <laughs> They chose. They changed it on their own. There was no political pressure. So I thought there was. Well, they at one point uh, Washington D.C. was like the murder capital, and they were like, maybe we shouldn't call ourselves the Bullets, (laughs) and they changed it. I think there was a little bit of pressure there. All right, fine. Yeah, I'll throw Arizona in there too. Uh, The Cardinals. Oh yeah, that's a bad team too. Ooh, that's a bad team. I mean, just historical. You know, if if you've in the history of your team, if you've never even made a championship game, mm-hmm. I think you've got to evaluate from the top down how you run your organization. Okay. Oh, do you throw the Falcons in there then? Because the Falcons have only been a Super Bowl twice. Twice. But historically, a couple of times. Yeah. historically, no. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. I mean, they, you throw them in there. Um, and nothing against the Saints, but before Sean Payton, I mean, that was not a regular – True. Oh, they Power were horrible. House. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That ain't. Yeah, but they finally turned it around. 
Um, they and there's, but there's a lot of teams out there that I haven't. If you want to talk about historical, I don't think anybody's had a worse 12 months than the historically bad Texans. And see, that's, that's what brought this whole thing up is how can you, as an organization, how can you not look at this and go, we've got to change something? Yeah, they did. They, they started in the right path by firing Bill O'Brien, but they got to finish yeah. this bad boy up by getting rid of these yeah. guys. Yeah. And I don't know what the thing is with the Jets. I don't know how the Jets are so collectively bad every yeah. single year. Well, they they the draft, draft poorly. Like every yeah. time they they draft somebody, that it never pans out. Like think of like when they got Sanchez, Kyle Brady. Uh, don't they were getting DBs for a while? None of them panned out. Like all their first round picks are busts. The only one that worked out is Ferguson. Yeah, that's that's the one that comes to mind too. But uh, yeah, they they don't draft well ever. And you also have uh, the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, they're so bad you forget about them. Exactly. Yeah, you do though. You oh, do. Man. What about They've the had uh, talent? They've had a lot of talent over the years. And yeah, just what nothing. Milwaukee Brewers. They're not good, right? Yeah, yeah. The Brewers as well. Yeah, yeah. I can't I thought, remember the last time they were in the playoffs. I remember the same thing with Sacramento Kings. I mean, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even think about the Sacramento Kings. You're just yeah, eh, they're just out there. Well, shoot, up until the last two years, it's been the Clippers have been the same thing. They were notoriously known for yeah, just, like, low-balling players and just cashing in paychecks. Yeah. yeah. And ever since Shaq uh, and Dwight, Orlando Magic, nothing. It's yeah. another one of those just kind of whatever teams. Yeah. Is it – I'm sure we talk about all these teams. I, 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 I take it – I'm with you. I'll take it from the top down. It's ownership, right? So, But some of these teams have been owned by the same guys for a long time, and nothing's yeah. changed. So, is it a history of bad luck? History of bad move changes? What's what's keeping these guys there? Maybe they're just not good at their job. Yeah, it's bad management. Okay, I, I think part of it is you get these billionaires who have made all this money in business and all these other things, and they think that their their ways of doing business are going to translate to sports, and it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. one of the worst things, you know, you've got to throw the Cowboys into this just because they're they've been so bad for the last twenty five years. The worst possible thing, and I'm so happy that they won the, the Super Bowls. Don't get me wrong, but that early success for Jerry Jones doomed the Cowboys for who knows how long. Okay, because that set up Jerry Jones to think that he's just God's gift to football, and everything that he does was gold. And yeah. the past 25 years has proven that's false. Dan, that- go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, John. I was gonna say in that same light, I think that Jerry Jones and Al Davis were like wins yes because yeah. the Raiders had all that success in the 70s and early 80s and then he just wouldn't listen to like new like as he got older to new yeah. advice and it was just his way or the highway and like I'm just going to draft speed every time and I'm not going to get you know positional things that I need and yeah it, he just kind of ran that team into the ground and now his I don't know idiot son with a bowl cut is doing the same thing <laughs> I guess he's doing a little bit better. He got Gruden and, and kind of – he's not as hands-on as his dad was. Yeah. But he just looks like a goofball. Well, Dan, yeah. Daniel Snyder thought he was going to be Jerry Jones 2.0 mm-hmm. when he came into the league too with with when he bought the uh, the Redskins. And so I'm just like uh, – I'm just – I don't get Daniel Snyder's thing, but he's trying to back off too. Hiring Ron Rivera might change this organization. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I but, agree with that. So – same thing with the Charlotte Hornets, too. I love the Charlotte Hornets. And when Michael Jordan bought that team, became the owner, I thought that things were going to change. 
But that team is still the Charlotte Hornets, man. It never pans out when a superstar like that is in charge of stuff. It just never yeah. pans out. The only one yeah. I can think of it ever working out with is Larry Bird. Nobody else is – everybody else always ends up screwing this up. Yeah, but he was the coach. I mean, well, he's, I guess the general, was he coach first and then general manager second? Which yes. Was he? Yeah. So there was no ownership there. But I thought Michael Jordan's influence as a whole would change that organization, and it just really hasn't done anything. I think so. they're constantly being offended about stuff his backlash him was at Yeah. Yeah. So are the best owners – and I'm going to go talk about for Kraft again and Buford and these guys. Are the best owners the guys that are staying out of the coach's way – but handling the money. Yes. Those are the best owners? In my my opinion. You hire you a good general manager and you let him run the team. I mean, you let him, you let him, well, not necessarily hire the head coach. You've got to be a part of that part, but I mean, you got to let that general manager really run things. Just sit back and enjoy your money. Okay. Okay. Let everyone do their jobs, allow them to do their jobs without meddling. it reminds me of uh, the Parcells quote back in the day <clears throat> when he said, if you want me to cook the dinner, you should at least let me buy the groceries. You know, just let <laughs> like everyone that. do like their, what they're supposed to do and stay out of my business. You know, you hired me to coach. You hired me to be the general manager. You hired me as an assistant. Let me do whatever job you're hired for. Okay. Don't micromanage me. All right. Cook, are you following this the same thing too? Or are you thinking, hey, that's not the way it should go? No, I'm with you. I think it's you've, you've got to hire a – whatever sport that you're in, you've, you've got to use your talents as identifying, you know, talent to find a good person who's good at whatever. If it's, if it's a good football person or personnel or a good basketball person, you've got to get the right people in the right spot and then just let them do their job. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you also got to be aware, like, okay, you, you know, it's getting stagnant. Let's, let's pull the trigger and move on and go to someone else and then make mm-hmm. a decision on your next hire. But – I think that's the biggest thing. These guys, they just want to, they want to, it's like their dream to own a team and they want to help be in there and help pick players and draft and, and stuff like that. So um, it, it's hard to tell someone who spent, you know, several billion dollars that they can't have some sort of say on something. Yeah. I agree with that part too. You're right. And, I mean, you and they have money. to win so fast now too. I mean, you think about like uh, when we were growing up, I mean, you had like Chuck Knoll, Chuck Knox and Landry and, um, yeah. I can't think of that. I'm drawing a blank on the guy in Miami. Uh, John Shula. 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 Like yeah. those guys were there for like 20 years and they would have down dips, but they would just let them kind of work it out. Now, yeah. if you're three years, you haven't done anything. You're out. Yeah. It's impossible. That, le- that leads me what? to a very good question. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mullins. I was gonna, not every team does that though. There are some teams that allow, allow the coaches to work it out. Um, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh's coach. Um, Tom, oh, yeah. Tomlin. I mean, they've let him work up and down. True. So sometimes, I mean, if you get a really good coach that the players all love and he's got some really good years and then some really down years, I mean, you, you let him ride it out. But it's just an Tomlin. anomaly. They've had three coaches. They've, yeah, they've had three coaches and Tomlin's never had a record, a losing record. Yeah. His worst season yeah. is eight and eight, I believe. Yeah. So. But they haven't won a championship in a while either. So that's true. Well, they won one of the first while. couple of years with him, guess, but yeah. you're right. Uh, so let me let, let me that leads me to a very good question. Like I was saying, um, so, so these organizations, some of these long tenured coaches, should this be a thing that should change with some of the? I mean, you got Peyton. That's been Sean Payton's been with uh, 
the Saints for a while. You've got Tomlin that's been with the Steelers for a while. You've had Belichick that's been there. Is it 20 years now? You have RCB for Greg Popovich with the Spurs has been there for a while. I mean, these guys have not only have they been there for a while, but they create a culture yeah. uh, when they, when players come to this organization. So should that be something that's looked at and be like, Hey, I'm going to let this guy develop. He might have some down years, but there's a culture that he's creating that I can live with. Yes. I, yep. I think that's, it, it's gotten too far to where win now at all cost, and you just end up shooting yourself in the foot. Okay. So you got to let these guys work through it. Okay. Yeah. Let when when do- you're just kind of chasing something and you're, you're rearranging every three or four years or reshuffling the deck, mm-hmm. it's hard to get that consistency. Okay. I agree with that. Cook, are you on, on that mantra that coaches should be long tenured? I mean, coaches have to develop too, right? I mean, because coaches, I say they change, but they adapt. Just like we talked about Saban, they adapt, right? So, Cook, are you on the, on the mantra? I'm not sure that it's necessary that the coach has to be long tenured. I think you just have to allow the process to work out. You know, if it, you can't be afraid to get rid of the – if you made a wrong decision on the hire, to get rid of that hire. But you also mm-hmm. got to have the patience yeah. to let it work itself out. You can't just be run and gun and fire everybody. You know, yeah. it's, it's, everybody wants that instant gratification. They, they come in with these three-year plans. It may take you five years. Maybe it takes you six years to get things rolling the way you want. Don't be so quick on it. You know, and that's the new thing, too, is everybody's like, well, we're going to go in and we're just going to tear the team completely down like Miami did. You know, mm-hmm. Trade everything away. It, I'm afraid that's going to be the new thing. Let's just gut everything, and then we'll try that thing. It, it's, it's not a quick fix thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. you got to be realistic about some of this stuff. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're the new coach of the Jets, this, I mean, you got to know you're not going to probably turn it around in three years. Like, they're, they're horrible right now, top to bottom. I agree. There's a lot of, there's a lot of places they need help and you're right. And they then even to, if, it takes if years you, to do that. Even if you do sign like a long-term, like you're saying, I mean, like the Raiders are, are a weird one. They signed Gruden to a 10 year contract, which is unheard of. Right. And what he's about to start, I think year four. And I mean, he, you're going to hear grumbling. If they don't make the playoffs next year, he's, he's going to be in trouble because if you sign somebody for that long, for that much money and you haven't turned it around, you know, four five like even i mean they got close this year but they, they've been tanking at the end of the season mm-hmm. i mean he's gonna be in trouble okay i, I like it all i like i like everybody's thoughts so i like it so we'll end right there with that final word everybody i'm gonna give it to mullins first mullins hey. final word sir oh my gosh i haven't thought of anything <laughs> <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> I got nothing uh go bills go bills okay oh that was gonna be mine Oh, oh, damn it. Sorry. Uh, go uh, okay. Tom Brady. Yeah. Go Tom Brady. All right. oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John, you're up then. All right. Then I'm going to say I didn't pick them, but I'm going to say go Browns. I hope you just stomp a mud hole in the Chiefs. Wow. Oh, probably okay. won't happen, but I would I love like it. it. Okay. Love it. Okay. Cook, you got final word, dude. What do you want to say? Fire right, Easterby. Oh, gosh. Okay. That's it? Somehow that's it. Coming. I'm that's not going to be happy until that dude's gone. <laughs> as <laughs> long as as long as he's here, we're screwed. Okay, I like it. All right, I got I got a couple of I got I got really one final word. So, uh, final word to us stepping out there and trying something. We got media credentials, guys, and it was damn cool and it was really fun. And we're going to talk about stuff that we want to do in the future. And that's for something for us to say. I'm not going to say on the show, but I hope that off our game is heard about. Not just now, but a lot in these next 
three or four years. Uh, not because we're always podcasting, but because we're on the sideline, because we've met people. Uh, we've, we've been to places, or we're going to go to places, I should say. And uh, I can't wait for it, gentlemen. It's going to be a fun ride, I think, for the four of us. And uh, I look forward to you guys getting something so that y'all can enjoy something on your own. Uh, that's my final word. Thank you for everybody listening for this show. And good night. Ah.